Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here. Full house on a Monday. Beautiful Monday. Love it. I love that post-rain LA. It's great. As long as it's not raining on me. Post-rain, though, I'll take it. We got the franchise here, back from his Bay Area trip. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm back. I'm ready to go. What'd you do over there, pal? Just, I went there with my fiance. She had never been. I've been there a few times when I was a little bit younger. Okay. And uh, we just bopped around town, did some tourist stuff. Okay, bopped so, around town. Bop. So we need the backstory Bop. on the franchise phoner. Okay. Okay. We were talking about this on Sunday. Yes. Okay. I, di- I did have pants on. Oh, see, that's where you I were. recorded it in the hotel room on Friday morning before we went out to get breakfast. <laughs> And I was basically recording a voice memo on my phone, and I sent the file to Gelhar. So I wasn't actually phoning in, right? It was pre-recorded. And my fiance was in the room with me. Oh, see, this is. And she kept being like, "You have to do that over. You messed that up." That's my no, no. That's my favorite part. Uh, Oh, start over, start over. (laughs) Record two, and then pick the best one. And I did. I recorded like eight (laughs) separate versions of it. So I was a little, uh, you know, I had some eyes on me. Is that right? That's my, under pressure, yeah. That is way better than actually any outcome that we had painted here. The fact <laughs> that she was in there like critiquing you. Yeah. About, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Do it again. She was my uh, being my publicist, I guess. She was oh. in work mode. We yeah. said on That's Friday right. she's a very powerful and uh, influential woman. That That's right. So funny, man. Uh, but we knew th- we knew immediately that you had your pants on. Though. Yeah, I know it wasn't was it wasn't the most fiery. That was, it was a different tenor to your voice that said yeah. pants are on. Yeah. Well, it's because I. Re- rehearsed it like eight times I prior I see. And by the eighth time i didn't have any energy left <laughs> I, well it's true yeah that's, that's pretty tough to get up like that uh we got <laughs> the whiz kid from wisconsin alice gilhart was cracking what's up mg my guy marcus grant what's going on hey feeling good today and of course west virginia's son <laughs> it's matt Harmon. what's up <sighs> 
we started off with lies already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big show in front of us here today. We're going to react uh, quite extensively, I think, to the Thursday night football game. I thought there was a lot of interesting. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sun- excuse me. Thir- Sunday night football game. I mean, we can go back to Thursday night. It's <laughs> really <pass>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought Sunday night's game was terrific. Uh, there was a lot of fantasy impact there as well, and, and non-injury fantasy impact, thank God. Uh, we'll talk about some waiver wire ads, who was good, who was bad, and we'll, of course, close the show with Daily Daps as well. But we start the show, as always, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. I watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we'll start in Cincinnati. A lot of news there. Unfortunate news. A.J. Green left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. At first, uh, the fear was that he tore the hamstring outright. But after the MRI, now the team is saying he might be just out. Uh, well, they're considering it week to week, but certainly out this week. Uh, might be out for a few weeks. We're not exactly sure. Marvin Lewis expects him back, though, before year's end. The team is now 3-6-1. and one. They are, I mean, for all intents and purposes, out of the playoffs. Something crazy would have to happen for them to make the playoffs. I would not be surprised if they take it slow with Aj Green. I want to know what you guys think. I absolutely think they're going to take it slow with with AJ Green, and um, I don't remember who I saw, but somebody made a good point on Twitter that fantasy wise, I think it was JJ Zacharyson uh, saying, you know, if you have AJ Green, you know, you're not going to drop him just yet until they make a decision one way or another. But if they fall out of contention for a playoff spot, which is certainly very likely, mm. then there is less interest in rushing him back for any real reason. I mean, it just may easily turn into a thing where he's week to week, and then once the Bengals are done. He just decides just to shut him down for the rest of the year. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so what does that mean for the prospects? I mean, let's at least talk about this week with Tyler Boyd, Brandon LaFell. Who do you like there? I Armin? guess I guess Boyd. Boyd? I Maybe, don't possibly. I he caught I, the touchdown. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're asking me, I don't think that it's like clear just because Boyd happened to catch a touchdown. Uh on average, Brandon LaFell was targeted far more down the field. Obviously, he's Brandon LaFell. He had one more target than Tyler Boyd yesterday. He's played more snaps pretty much all year. Would not shock me at all if uh, Brandon LaFell remains the more valuable asset in fantasy despite Boyd looking good and catching a touchdown yesterday. Yeah, I always think it's kind of hard to gauge these things like the game the player goes out in. Because they haven't practiced wait, in a certain right, role. And then and you kind of wait to see the next game, how they game plan with with you know with the injured guy out of the picture. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got to make ads this week. And, and Tyler Boyd is going to be one of those guys that f- definitely is going to get picked up yeah. off the waiver wire. Um, are you comfortable playing him next week? Uh, we'll ask the guru of the waiver wire, Alex Gilhar. I mean, I'm probably not extremely comfortable playing him next week. I just think also at this point we know what Brandon LaFell is. So if I'm going to add one... First of all, I'm not very excited about either because this passing attack, losing A.J. Green, hurts immensely. Sure. But two, I think I'd rather, I guess, just chase the upside of the slightly more unknown commodity in Tyler Boyd. He's a better but athlete. I, but that's saying like he has upside just because we've never seen him play that much. Well, no, I, mean, not, I mean, it could no, be downside, it could not be true. upside. But no, that's like, not true because Tyler Boyd was a high prospect. He, he was an early-round draft pick. He, he has the athletic profile, certainly. He's a limited player. He's very, very limited. I know. I'm, I didn't love him coming out of college, but I mean, we're talking about adding Brandon LaFell or I, Tyler Boyd. I'll rather take. <laughs> I'd rather take the question mark than the like 
Falling, for sure, falling L. apart, split level. But house. look, we've seen. <laughs> I know it's easy to kick around Brandon LaFell, and he deserves a lot of it. But we've also seen him produce at the NFL level before. And if he's going to be target, he had a twenty nine point six percent share of the Bengals' intended air yards yesterday. Boyd had nineteen point one on average. So I mean, that's just that's a big difference. And if he's going to get more downfield money targets, I would rather chase that than a guy who has a very low ceiling because if we're just talking about upside I think usage wise LaFell has much more upside there are 31 I mean, other teams in the National Football League and we're talking about entrusting our fantasy futures to Brandon LaFell I'm just I, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I'm not saying you trust your fantasy future and I think that's an important point too because a lot of times we talk we talk about like what's the difference between when a running back gets injured versus when a wide receiver gets injured and I think there's a big difference in what happens especially because like when you lose a player like AJ Green one of the best players in the NFL the whole pie shrinks like yeah it's going to get redistributed places but the whole like pie that everybody eats from gets less appetizing and much smaller all right uh I know you you charted Tyler Boyd coming out of college what were your findings there I think he's exactly what they've asked him to do so far this year which is to be a real short area slot receiver I think he's fine in contested situations like I compared what his NFL outlook would be is to like what the Panthers got out of Jer- Jericho Cotri late in his career, which is a really reliable, trusty, veteran type of player. Even though he's a young guy, I think he's got like old man game. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think that's a good, but that's not a bad thing. But I also don't think that that means he's like a super. He's a fantasy superstar and waiting. Like, look, if you're if you're gonna push 120 targets a year to a player like Brandon LaFell, you're probably a bad. I mean, a player like Tyler Boyd, you're probably a bad offense. Interesting. All right, the highlights though. Show a guy that is good in traffic. Yeah, can make contested catches. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, I don't think he's. Sti- that's what I'm saying. I don't think he stinks. But okay. he's. But he's. He's fine. He's no. fine. Gio Bernard staying with Cincinnati. Torn ACL. Out for the year, and probably well into next year as well. Jeremy Hill, we would assume, basically takes all the the carries moving forward. But I mean, does he? Yeah, I think he. I. I mean, they're really going to rely on Rex Burkhead hey, back there. I don't think crazier so. Crazier things have happened, pal. I don't think so. I think Jeremy <laughs> Hill. I. Th- I think Jeremy Hill just his volume goes up, and now you don't have to worry about oh well, Geo's going to eat into his touches okay. or oh, it's going to be a Geo game script or Hill. I think Hill's just going to get all the work. Now you just have to worry about how bad Jeremy Hill's going to be in a given yeah. game, not if somebody <laughs> else is going to steal his touches. <laughs> all right, what are the what are the upside prospects here for Jeremy Hill then? I mean, I don't know. I guess more opportunity, more volume. There, Do you see him as a solid every week RB two? No, I mean this thing. He's mm. he gets more opportunity, but he's still Jeremy Hill, which means he's he is a riddle wrapped inside an enigma. Like you just aren't sure week to week what you're going to get from him. I mean, I mean it's, hold it's on, what Alex said. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's take a time out here. This is a guy that if you guys are saying he's going to get all of the carries, yeah, there's not that many workhorses in the NFL. Period. Right. And when we start, start talking about volume, especially at the running back position, if this guy's going to get volume, how is he not at least an RB2 moving forward? Uh, I mean, I, I guess. The, the, Bengals, bad? the Bengals offensive I mean, line has been a disaster this year. That there, has been a problem. There are a lot of guys who are workhorses. Are uh, there? There's, see, Gurley, Todd. I mean, that don't necessarily produce. <laughs> so you, you plug them in okay. because you hope for the opportunity, but that sure. doesn't necessarily equal the production. Plus, next week he's facing the Ravens defense. Yeah. So that's, well, that's another reason that's why a tough I, matchup. Like, I don't want to Bad. play either Tyler Boyd or Brandon LaFell next week. Interesting. Kind of rather wait and see how this 
offense shakes out in the wake of these two massive injuries. They do get Cleveland in Week 14, if, which if Hello. you're and if you're in the playoffs that far downhill, will probably be nice in that game. And Pittsburgh at home in Week 15 and in Week 16 at Houston. And Houston's had some problems defending the run this year too. Interesting. I am probably a little more positive about Hill than. It seems the consensus of the room is, but again, I think I like him. I like Hill as a touchdown dependent RB two, but if he's going to get twenty carries a game, that's what I'm saying. He's he's getting close to that now. He's only hit sixteen. He's, he's only 15. hit twenty carries a game twice this year. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's he's a, just not. He just doesn't get the yardage totals you yeah. need. That w- when he doesn't score the touchdown, you're not going to have that huge huge game out of him. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's only uh, averaged over four yards a carry in two games this year, right. one yeah. of which was the week we averaged 18 yards per carry yeah, against, against the Browns. Cleveland, right. <laughs> on nine touches, so or nine carries. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, it's going to be probably an up-and-down ride, but I think he's a top 20 back the rest of the way. There you go. There you go. That's the right answer. CJ Procise. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's the <laughs> one we were thanks, looking for. Thanks, judge and jury over here. That's the right answer, pal. CJ Procise. I'll say this right now. I like Jeremy Hill a lot moving forward. Yeah. Rex Burkhead's a very interesting deep sleeper. But I will say this. He seems like a guy, Jeremy Hill, the more touches he gets, the better he will be. So I'm actually very excited to see what Jeremy Hill can do with the full complement of snaps. All right, uh, C.J. Prosize in the Pacific Northwest. Broken shoulder blade likely done for the regular season anyway. Thomas Rawls got dinged up a little bit in that game. Who was the other back they threw out there for a second? Tremaine Pope. 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 Tremaine Pope also got injured in that game. (laughs) Also hurt, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Thomas Rawls is expected to have a a very heavy workload uh, moving forward. It's so I you know you know I'll throw I'll throw it to Matt Harmon because I know that you weren't totally excited about Thomas Rawls, uh, but with no CJ Procise, should fantasy managers get really excited about Rawls now? Yeah, well because no nobody else is going to touch the ball, but there was already a report I believe that he got he himself like got a little dinged up in yeah, that game did. like he's he's going to be fine right but like that's something that Marcus was even saying yesterday as we were watching the games like. This guy, the way he runs, he just always looks like he's about to hurt himself because he runs so violently. So and and violent, sure enough, I mean, he's always there. getting hurt. But at the same time, this is a really good offense. If he's going to get a bunch of the, if, if nobody else is going to compete with him for carries, yeah, then absolutely, I think you've struck gold there with Thomas Rawls 100%. until he gets hurt. And when he, if when if he does get hurt. Alex Collins is probably somebody you should Ooh, add right now. That's a spicy pickup. I like that. Zach Miller broke his foot. He's done for the season. I, I'm reading these headlines, and it's just – it hurts the soul. It hurts the soul. A.J. Green, Gio Bernard, C.J. Proside, Zach Miller. It was a bad week. You can, you can, you can write the Bears off now. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, uh, fan, fan, at least yeah. fantasy. Well – Football-wise and fantasy-wise, you can just write the Bears off. Jarrell Freeman got suspended for four games today, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's all bad. Fun. So right now we're looking at a passing attack led by Cameron Meredith and Marcus Wilson. (laughs) Hey, look, Cubs fans, remember how you prayed (laughs) that you would would give anything for the Cubs to win a World Series? You used up all that karma, baby. You gave the Bears. (laughs) This is is the backlash for that. All right. But Zach Miller was being heavily utilized in fantasy. Now that he's gone, give the folks a couple of replacements there at tight end. Well, Uh, I mean, you could, if you're super desperate, you could grab Logan Paulson, if because he's gonna probably step into the role. He has the second most snaps on the Bears, and he had some decent games back in 2013, filling in for an injured Jordan Reed. Okay. However, however, the guy you should go get, he's back. Ooh. Jared Cook. 
He's yeah, only owned in like 5% buddy. of leagues. Jer Goat. He led the Packers in receptions, targets, and receiving yards he did. last night in, he did. That, in that game. He also led the team in red zone targets with five. It only took four weeks for our Jared Cook dreams to come true. (laughs) All right, listen, I I I do want you guys to to hold your hot Jared Cook take. Yeah, we'll we'll Uh, We will get to that in Sunday Night Football. Uh, Shady McCoy left the Bills-Bengals game with a dislocated thumb. Injury not considered to be serious. The team does expect to have him back Sunday versus the Jags. Ryan Matthews reportedly has an MCL strain, but the team says he's day-to-day. Sproles, Darren Sproles, suffered a fractured rib in that contest as well but he can reportedly play through it Monday night football they take on the Green Bay Packers a team that has looked absolutely lost on defense they are just getting shredded Uh, Wendell Smallwood Alex Gelhar I'm sure will be a popular ad but with Darren Sproles there talk about the upside for Wendell Smallwood I mean it's all going to depend on Matthews' status and Sproles, what we hear throughout the week, workload. Even depending on what we hear, I don't know if we can trust it. So uh, the state of the running back position is a disaster, and if you pick up Wendell Smallwood, he could still be worth a dart throw because there's nothing that says Sproles or Matthews, even if they play, don't make it through make it through the entire game or see a full complement of touches. But yeah, Small, Smallwood's the guy to get off the waivers this week as far as like severely under-owned running backs, along with Alex Collins, both I wrote up uh, last night and this morning. Franchise? Yes. I like <laughs> I like small. He had 17 touches yesterday. Mid-yawn, thank you. Yeah, I just – I mean, it's just this Eagles backfield is so unpredictable from game to game. I don't know. I mean, Smallwood is probably going to be the volume upside guy, and Sproles, if he plays, will still play the role of that passing down guy because we know he doesn't have, you know, a primary back skill set like running between the tackles. So they use maybe they'll use Smallwood there, but then you also got Kenyon Barner there, and you know it's kind of a mess no matter who you go with. Oh boy! All right, let's talk about Sunday Night Football. I will say this about Wendell Smallwood: uh, watched a few games of his uh, from college. Not impressed. From Harmon's alma mater. Yeah, I did the West Virginia. That's right. <laughs> How dare you? I the did. Mountaineers. I attended the powerful, powerful Mountaineers. I attended. You a- should be super high on Wendell Smallwood, Matt Harmon. I attended a a wonderful small liberal arts school in central Virginia in the state of Virginia called Lynchburg College. I did not go to West Virginia, and how dare you? How dare you insinuate otherwise? What? Okay. I wrote about Smallwood before the draft for our prospect a day thing, and my conclusion was that he was a role player, fantasy role player. He's a committee guy who, you know, a change of pace kind of guy. He doesn't have the size to be a, a feature back. I was terribly terribly unimpressed Yeah, uh, watching the tape on Wendell Smallwood. But if the volume's there, what the hell? Go for it. Uh, let's talk about Sunday Night Football. Green Bay taking on Washington. Uh, boatload of points were scored despite there being heavy wins. Jared Cook, as you mentioned, Alex win. Gelhar. <laughs> win, win, the win tilt was out win, of control. Win tilting Twitter yeah. <laughs> is the one of the one of my five least favorite Twitters. It didn't affect anything. Officially. Well, it affected maybe some the of the kicking, kicks. The kicking, sure. I get, the kicking decisions is what it affected. But Rodgers and Cousins combined for what, like f- seven touchdown uh, passes? Kicking, I mean, they was did. A, kicking was an issue all on its own across the league. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of it was in the... Kicking the, was an issue in, in domes. Bad weather 
te- games though. But yeah, in the domes too. But yeah, no. It's, so I guess if you're gonna tilt about the wind, tilt about your kickers. <laughs> but if you're God tilting about your kickers, you should probably get a new hobby. <laughs> Jared Cook, 105 through the air, did have a touchdown. Uh, oh my! The speaking of uh, the wind, maybe possibly not impacting much. Aaron Rodgers did have 350 plus through the air and three touchdowns there. So uh, we shall cede the floor to the whiz kid from Wisconsin. Jared Cook, talk to me, pal. Well, look, this is some. This is a big reason they went out and got him because they had the slowest tight end core I think in NFL history, even <laughs> dating back to the days when it was like factory workers playing because Justin, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Perillo and Richard Rogers couldn't outrun like a baby crawling to, across the living room. It's it was like it was so sad. So they went and got Jared Cook because yep. he, despite all of his deficiencies as a player over his career, is a size speed freak, and we saw them use that a whole hell of a lot in this game on Sunday night. They targeted him downfield. He had two catches, I think, of over 25 yards in this game and was targeted on others as well. So he's a seam-stretching element that's going to help open things up and work that middle of the field where the Packers sometimes hadn't been as as useful. So I think he's a great add. I don't think he's going to get 11 targets every week, but he's going to be a big part of this offense moving forward. Good Lord, I hope he doesn't. Let's talk about that Green Bay running game. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Get out of here. <laughs> This is like this is like Aaron when Aaron Rodgers was pounding Richard Rodgers with targets. No, like, it's not. No, it's, it's different. No, it's don't give so these different. guys eleven targets. It's it's crazy. Why it worked last because night? You, did it? They lost. Well, what are you talking about? They, they he, got smoked. Yeah, yeah well, that, he well, wasn't the out there playing safety for them. <laughs> right, that wasn't right. Jared Cook's fault. Yeah, yeah. That, that was Olivia Munn's fault. How dare he? <laughs> yeah, obviously. True. There is coverage. that as well. Uh, there is that as well. No, look, you got Jordy Nelson. You've got Randall Cobb. Devontae Adams has has a lot of athleticism and has been playing well over the last few weeks. Please do not pound this is just another dimension with 11 targets. That is silly. Okay, well, no. he might not be getting 11 targets a game, but I think it is an option for them to give him 11 targets yes. in the game. I mean, he's still like – pretty much gave up the game at the end with the costly fumble, but that is the Jared Cook experience, man. You gotta ride the <laughs> it's ups a roller coaster. You gotta ride the ups and downs. But but this old, is exactly what you wanted to see if you were buying Jared Cook in the uh, offseason. Yeah. This was what we were waiting for. The exactly. old J C E, the Jared Cook experience. <laughs> uh can we talk about the Green Bay running game? Uh, James Starks had a short carries. combo. <laughs> Nine carries, 25 yards. Did have five uh receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown as well. Although there was Ty Montgomery, four carries compared to Starks' nine. Had 17 yards on four carries, three receptions, 27 yards for Ty Montgomery. But, oh, by the way, there was a press conference today. Old Mike McCarthy said Christian Michael is expected to get woke on Monday. He didn't say woke. He's expected (laughs) to get work on Monday night football. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Mike McCarthy says, quote, we'll definitely look to have him. As part of the offense. Nice. Uh, how about a franchise, you Seawoke truth or you? Let's go. Let's get Seawoke in there. Let's relive his he – he's, he's still taking a power nap, right? Yes, he's got to learn the offense while he dreams. Yes. He was, he was in street clothes <laughs> on Sunday night. Yeah, he was inactive, but I think they need him. I, I mean, Starks is good enough for how they're using him, but Starks is bad. He's he's good enough for a couple games, just in the same way Ty Montgomery was good enough in that role for a couple games. But they need Christian Michaels had a great season with the Seahawks, and they sort of uh, the Seahawks are probably wishing they didn't let him go because now their running <laughs> back core right? is isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. It's disintegrated in front of their eyes in a week span. I'm so. very excited for Mike C. Mike to get work because we had a lot of fun joking at James Starks' expense last night on Twitter and in the office. 
Uh, he just he tries to stretch every run to the outside. Yeah. He does. He and does. he does not have he the does. speed to break those runs. So instead he gets a yard or loses three as defensive linemen race with him to the sideline. So see, Mike, I mean, <laughs> he partially got kicked out apparently because he was missing reads and stuff. But as long as he goes north and south, I will be happy. <laughs> and hopefully he can provide some more stability to this backfield. The Packers still don't have a rushing touchdown this year from somebody other than Aaron Rodgers. Is that true? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Stark says the two receiving. The oh, Packers uh, also, they run a pretty traditional uh, and Mike McCarthy pretty wants traditional to running as game. well. So, I mean, just see hole, hit hole. Like, just go north and south like you were saying. See Mike can do that. Yeah, and I mean, well, who was it that tweeted to us last night when you were saying, is there a uh, is there like a, a magnetic pull that just brings James Starks to the sideline? Well, side that was Marcus. <laughs> it was a Packer girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. right. She said uh, <laughs> it, maybe it's doing that because he's so used to being on the bench. Oh, <laughs> I mean, but, but sp- speaking to that, though, Come on. Looking, at, looking at Starks, right, he yes. – he gained 71 yards of total offense. He did. That's um, good. And a touchdown. Right. But if we want to go to the next-gen stats about it, which tracks how far a player runs. Oh, my God. I haven't even looked game, at these. Uh, James Starks last night ran 609 yards. What? Total. To get yep. 75? To gain 71. I mean, that counts other passes. I mean, now, mind you, yes. It's like, like routes and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily every time he touches the ball. but. Uh, I mean, I, I bet I, you when they calculate those numbers per, I mean, you can look at it just per the actual rushing yard of the game. I bet you he's one of the worst of the week. Right. He's got to be. A, that's a really good point. He's got I'll, I'll have to dig into that later. But, dude, yeah, the only thing Starks, the only thing Starks is good for is to make Mike McCarthy feel better that he's like, I got an actual running back back there. Yeah. Not Ty That's Montgomery. what I'm saying. Like, McCarthy wants <laughs> to run a traditional offense. That's why he keeps trotting out tight ends instead There's of no, Ty Montgomery. There is and, no more frustrating thing in this world to me. Then watching Ty Montgomery play running back play well, and him just not getting carries. I just I and then I watch James Starks, which look I actually like James Starks again uh, for the role that he plays, but why why not just let Ty Montgomery run play running back? Why not just let him do it? They're not going to do it. We should move on to Washington and, and keep this pod trucking before we get fired in the, <laughs> get so fired the intricacies of Mike McCarthy. I do get fired about that. Robert Kelly, game. holy cow, where did this come from? 24 carries, 137 rushing yards, three touchdowns for Robert Kelly. What the hell, bro? First of all, Bye, Matt you, Jones. if you watch the, the intro, the first part of the game, you know how the players introduce themselves? Yes. He introduced himself as Fat Rob. <laughs> So from that, that moment, was, from, that was awesome. From that moment on, I knew he was gonna have a good night. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. MGU buying? Uh, I mean, I mean one thirty-seven on the ground. No, it was it was a great performance. If you're Holy asking me hell. long term, if all of a sudden we're gonna be clamoring to have Robert Kelly on our fantasy roster, that's what I'm asking. Look, this year, I think you are because the running back position once again is a wasteland. Injuries and underperformance have okay. left everybody kind of hurting. So the fact that this is a guy who has had at least 21 carries in every single game he started. Okay, uh, that makes him valuable. And the fact that he's produced, I think he's, I think his uh, lowest output has been like 80 something yards, close to 90 yards. Yeah, so that's good. Um, that's just, great. 87. Just, just watching Robert Kelly run. Uh, you know, I don't know that this is a guy who has a long fantasy shelf life. I don't know that next year he's all of a sudden just running through teams. But for now, yeah, he's good enough to get you through the rest of the season. I wrote about him in my. 
players to trade away last week. Okay. Just to preach some caution. You probably still want to add him. He's going to get all the early down and goal line work there. He'll okay. probably be valuable for your fantasy team from a volume perspective. But just to preach some caution. Hold up, hold up. You're not going to double down on the trade away Robert Kelly move, are you? You're doubling down? Yeah. You're doubling down. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying this is why I wrote about trading him away, and this was before this huge game in Green Bay. Of course. In week 12, they play Dallas, who is allowing just 82.6 rushing yards per game. This is heading into week 11, these numbers. I haven't read updated them, yes. In week 13, they play the Cardinals, who's allowing 3.26 yards per carry. That's tough. In week 14, they play the Eagles, who has allowed just three rushing yards to running backs the entire season. They allowed that long one to CJ Procise, so that has changed now. Week 15, they play the Panthers, who are have just been one of the best run defenses in the league all year. Interesting. And then week 16, they play Chicago, who has like a mediocre run de- defense, allowing 3.7 yards per carry to running backs coming into week 11. So he's got a tough road ahead, but with the Redskins offense looking the way it did last night, I don't know. You might want to hang on to him. Just right. saying. He, he's not going to have three touchdowns and 137 yards every night. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that's clear. But, right. I mean, if the floor is, what, 80-some-odd yards? Yeah, like, yeah. That's tremendous. Yeah. I'll take that all day. Yeah. I, I was firmly in the LOL nah campaign on Rob Kelly a yeah. couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I am definitely softened on that stance because, look, even if he's not – even if he's just going to be a two-down, like, Aye. plotter – and he's not even – I mean, he breaks tackles. So, I mean, he gets yards after contact. And if he's going to do that – even if he's not going to catch passes, this offense still wants to maintain balance. They're a really good offense, and it's like the same. I think it's like a similar proposition to Legarrette Blunt. Like a lot of times, you're probably chasing a touchdown, but still, that isn't always going to be a possibility because they trust him down at the goal line. Yeah, Pierre Garcon, Jameson Crowder each had 100 plus yards in a score. Kirk Cousins 375 through the air, three touchdowns. I mean, he just shredded Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did he say that again last night? Wait, Harmon. No. You like that? You like that? No. No, but you know what he did do last night? There was a vine from I think CSN uh, Washington about like he, ca- he went up to Scott McLuhan, the GM, and was like cl- like Scott was like Oh, good job, good game. I don't know if you seen the vine. No, James? I oh, it's, it's really incredible. good. But like he goes up to him and he's like how you like me now? Like, cl- like, kind of sticking his chest out at him, and you know, Scott's like trying to give him a normal, like, <laughs> a normal, like, dap or whatever. And he's still like, "How you like me now?" And then he gets, goes and like ruffles his head, like it that was incredible. Could you oh, imagine if if I walked around here like after publishing a really good article, like went up to you know one of the shadowy league figures, was like, "How you like me now?" and ruffle their hair. I, I'm fully on board it. for Kirk Cousins being the next like strange weirdo we have at quarterback because Philip Rivers. God bless him. His career is going to end in the next few years, and sure. now Kirk is on this trajectory to fully take over and be the it. the weird faced, weird saying meme master that will will be losing. But uh, yeah, I mean that slowly changed from the like, oh what a what a funny little thing Kirk's doing, and then sounds like that's the GM. Like this is actually a pretty yeah. big statement by him because like they obviously did not want to give him money before this year. But yeah, like, that's what it was. But that's but, what it comes down to. Oh yeah, like absolutely. But I think he's earned that because he's played really well. And he was awesome last night. He absolutely has outperformed his contracts. A lot of people on Twitter were like, Packers defense. Like, look, doesn't matter like who's covering them. He's dropping dimes like that. Yeah. You know, he Bro, down the dimes. field. Yeah, man. Downfield. In, in, in the, the wind. wind. <laughs> <laughs> Those dimes he threw, holy hell. They were purdy. Oh, my God. The second some of those, ball. Some of those throws were nearly impossible to defend. 
the Garcon <laughs> one was just absurd. He dropped I mean, that right in the bucket. Literally. I, I expected it to be like a thing where, you know, Garcon, like, like looking at it on the replay, I was like, maybe Garcon, like, adjusted to it. But no, no. like, he, Kirk, Kirk Cousins led all uh, led all passers in week 11 so far in air yards per completion, 11.7. I mean, he's just attacking teams downfield now at this point. It's so funny, too, because he doesn't necessarily have any one of those uh, big-bodied guys. I mean, I know he's got Jordan Reed, but if you look at his wideout courts, Deshaun Jackson. He does not Jackson, have a big target. Nick. No, no. He's, he's got he's got Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, and, and Jameson Crowder. You need to be he's, accurate with those guys. Because he's got a bunch of Smurfs out there running I guess what routes. I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the level of accuracy that you need to get these guys the ball – I, I don't know, man. I was I was super impressed. Do you guys like him going forward as a as a top ten every single week kind of guy? Uh, I mean, he's in the top ten, obviously. He's in the yes. top ten now. Yes. You know, close close to it. I think I really think because you you asked the question and then there was that silence for a moment. Yes, like, I think there was. We uh, all kind of have this stigma about Kirk Cousins where he's actually played, I think, better than a lot of us, at least myself, have given him credit for. So maybe we need to take a second look at Kirk Cousins. Um, I just think I will there, say, I just think there are weeks where I might prefer a streamer to him on the matchup. He's not a forget set it and forget it quarterback. No, he's definitely not. That's what I'm asking. That is true. Well, because here's here's his schedule the next few weeks. Okay. Yeah. At Dallas, we know Dallas just chokes the life out of opposing offensive time of possession. Uh, he's at Arizona, at Philadelphia, who's played really well at home this year. Car- he gets Carolina at home, and then he's at Chicago. Yeah. There's a couple of like I mean, same the- schedule as Rob Kelly. No, sh- <laughs> we did just read that. Uh, thank, uh, you're welcome, listeners, for wasting your time. Hey, guy, hey guys, uh, I, I have some breaking news. Here. What's the breaking news, pal? Uh, Jay Cutler okay. has a shoulder injury and may need season-ending surgery. What? Jeez. This is this is according to oh my God. this is according to Brad Biggs of the Chicago wow. Tribune. Holy cow! So we could very well see Matt. Barkley against the Titans this week. Can Add they can so fight on, baby? Jordan fight Howard, on. forty touches. No, <laughs> dude, nope. that's can, rough, uh, dude. Can the Bears, Bears just take the rest of the year off? You can't they catch should. a break. They should. Yeah, they, they the, the should. NFL should step in and be like, "Look, hey Bears, delete your account. We're not going to. We're not. Well, just look. We're not going to put you guys through this the rest of the season. We're going to give you the rest of the year off. Anybody that plays you on their schedule, hey. we're just going to flip a coin whether you win in the game or not. They didn't oh, give no, the Chargers no. the year they off. They should definitely not do that. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> they should it's just give them the dub. Okay, give the other whatever. team's dub. Right. Just, yeah, well, that if, man, if uh, Barkley has to take over, that sinks the value of pretty much everybody oh. not named Jordan Howard, and even Jordan <laughs> Howard takes a big Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That, sinks, that sinks the whole thing. Oh, boy. We're out. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the waiver wire. Can you let's, walk us through, WizKid? Yeah, I mean, it's getting dangerously thin out there. Harmon was is. laughing like the third sentence it's in my crazy. waiver wire piece on Sunday night was like, look, these are a lot of the same guys. It's not laziness. There's just literally nobody left. Yeah. <laughs> so aside from a couple new emerging people, like we mentioned, Jared Cook and uh, Alex Collins getting opportunities because they're coming back from injury or um, from injuries. Yes. <laughs> other guys other guys to look at. I mean, Kristen Michael still owned in a lot of NFL.com leagues, but I have a feeling he got dropped. In a bunch of leagues, so get him up. Harmon's shaking his head over there. He did I'm get shaking, dropped. I'm shaking my head because of our, the ownership percentages on our site. Yeah, they're uh, they're a mess joke. Up. Uh, speaking of players, Harmon doesn't like Kenneth Dixon get, oh, getting some more work. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, they, he's not getting more. What are you talking about? He's not getting more work. He had like the same amount of touches as West last week. They just abandoned the run. They did <laughs> abandon the run. Oddly, get, it was of, crazy. Which was really get bizarre. Out of here. Look, anyways, if we want it, they're, they're going to be in contention, and he offers a lot out of the, the backfield as a receiver. Offers a, a lot. 
Mm-hmm. He does. Stop. <laughs> I don't understand. That's, that's, I don't understand his, actually his, true. his rage against Kenneth Dixon. But I'm anyways. Just, I'm just doubling down. Yeah, you are. You're, just <laughs> You're tripling. Going into it. Okay, good. Uh, tight end-wise, Ebron, too. We didn't mention him. Still owned in a, unowned in a bunch of leagues. They just came off their bye, so scoop him up. Uh, and, you know, it's a bunch of bunch of trash. Handcuff your top running backs. Andre Allington, Alfred Morris, like, you know, Capri Bibbs, guys like that. If there is a clear hand handcuff, get them. Because, like, that LaShawn McCoy thumb injury, even though he's probably going to come back, very sobering reminder, like, just how, you know, critical getting uh, good backups can be at this time of the year. It's a very good point. Yeah, that's really what you should be doing with waivers at this point. All right, let's talk about who performed well. On Sunday, Dak versus Baltimore, 301 passing yards, three touchdowns for him. Uh, I didn't think he was going to – gosh, I don't know. I just didn't think he was going to do that well. But, man, yeah. he has just been lighting it up. Marcus Mariota continues his assault on the NFL against Indianapolis, 290 through the air, two touchdowns. Jameis Winston, 331, uh, and a touchdown there against KC on the road. I thought that was a very imp- impressive performance for Jameis Winston. Andrew Luck. In that same Marcus Mariota game, 262 through the air, two touchdowns. He literally did everything in the first quarter and then nothing, which was crazy. Uh, Des Bryant versus Baltimore, your top-scoring fantasy wide receiver on Sunday. 80 yards, two touchdowns. Great to see him get back in the end zone with regularity. How about Triple S? Steve Smith, the more I see about this guy, the more I just love him. He had some sick catches. Dude, it's, been a, it's been a good Seriously. year for the old guys at wide receiver between Triple S, Larry Fitz, Anquan Bolden. The old guys uh, They're doing it things. done. Uh, 99 yards and a touchdown for Steve Smith Sr. T.Y. versus Tennessee, 97 and a touchdown. Doug Baldwin versus Philadelphia. This is my favorite stat line. 104 receiving yards. He had a passing touchdown as well. <laughs> Go Doug Baldwin. I love it. Uh, David Johnson versus Minnesota. You thought, okay, it's a bad matchup, but David Johnson always. 160 total yards, two touchdowns. Come on, kid. The guy's unstoppable. It's ridiculous. Beast. Lev Bell versus Cleveland, surprising no one. Shredded. Oh, my God. This was disgusting. 201 <laughs> total yards and a touch. 201 total yards and a touchdown. That was disgusting. Uh, Rashad Jennings. Hello. What? Rashad Jennings versus Chi-Town, 85 on the ground, 44 through the air, and a touchdown. He's a top five running back. Yes, I m- sir. I might have had pants on in my fiery phoner, but I told you to play Rashad Jennings. <laughs> that is true. I'm, Hold on. This is, this is becoming a trend. I was just going to say, the trend? This, this is a trend. People well, start listening to uh, the Mariah Carey Christmas song, and Rashad Jennings starts start getting more carries. Basically, just, yes. It happens. Every every <laughs> year, the last couple of years, the Giants yep, try to feed us they try to feed us this like three or four headed running back committee. Okay. And then they get to this point in the season and then a light bulb comes on, and they're like, Hey, you know, this Rashad Jennings guy, if we just give him like, you know, eighteen to twenty carries, he's actually not bad. It's yeah. like it's like the rest of us see it and somehow the Giants coaching staff just doesn't get it. Although I will say he his workload has been trending upwards since he came back from his hand injury. Yeah. Oh, several up and up and up every week. Yeah, because I'm old enough to remember when Kenneth Dixon's brother Paul Perkins was gonna take over that backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, uh okay. DeMarco Murray. Uh, you're you're laughing at me, but I'm I'm not kidding. I had to tell somebody on somebody on Twitter this morning was like about what? I can't you know, like they someone else shared a gif of Paul Perkins like juking somebody. Oh, another, I saw that making a, its rounds. Another person tweeted back at them. Oh man, I can't wait till they just get Rashad Jennings out of the way. I'm like, dude, and I was like, normally I don't hop into threads like hello, but I did in this time. I was like, dude, coaches don't get rid of veterans that have over 230 yards in back-to-back games for some rookie because that rookie had a nice gif and he was drafted on day three. Get uh, get a grip, people. 
<laughs> this day three rookie running okay. fact thing is now one of my biggest axes to grind with the with the world, and I hate it that this is what's become my life. But this is what's wow. become my life. Okay. Wow. Get off my lawn, says. <laughs> well, they, you know, he the guy says obviously the fantasy was, hipster. The guy was obviously joking a yeah. little bit, and I replied back. It's just Ryan Hodges. He's a good pal on Twitter, or whatever. He was probably joking a little bit. He's like, "Hey, man, don't bring your logic into this situation." I'm like, "Well, everybody else has forgotten their logic in this situation, so that's what I'll be." Wow. More, more like get your day three running backs off my lawn. Is what yeah, Harmon seriously. Is that is wow. What a hot take that was. Literally hot. He's a drink of water. Look at him. He's he, he is legitimately fanning himself. Fanning himself face is, off his face is red now. Drinking like. water. I can't Eric. believe I just. He would take his sweater off, but he and Franchise are wearing the same shirt. Wow, I thought we were going to talk about that. not the same shirt. Oh my God, you guys are wearing the same shirt. Similar shirt. It is no. It's it's no. almost essentially the same. It is shirt. the same shirt, bro. As soon as I, as soon as I walked as soon as I walked in this morning, I saw like I walk in Franchise. I see his back at the computer. I'm like. Oh my God! Franchise, we're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> oh my God! Well, Luckily, had, I had the sweater on. I've had this shirt for three years. So, how well, long have you had that shirt? Three days. Oh, <laughs> I'm, Is that true? I'm a trendsetter. It's from five four. I oh, just got nice. this one in that sweater I was wearing yesterday. It's a good package this week, yeah, by the way. All right. They oh, could maybe sponsor this man. podcast, hey. but you know, whatever. I pick my own shirts out. Oh man. <laughs> What the wow. hell does that even mean? <laughs> does that even mean? Wow, sorry for the shirt tangent, everybody. We'll tweet a picture of their uh, shirts. Though, so. We will not, and we will not apologize for it either. Oh, my gosh. Eric Ebron, 70 yards and a rushing touchdown. A rushing touchdown? Yeah. He stole it from... Uh, That's Jefford? No. Or Dwayne Washington. Well, I, I guess you could say that, yeah. But Apparently. he stole it from anyone but who should have scored that. Tight end goal, tight yeah. end goal line carries are all yeah, rage in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, get that. we've seen Kobe Fleener get one. Eric Ebron had one. I, Travis Kelsey had one yesterday. He got stuffed in the backfield, but <laughs> Travis I Kelsey think, had one too. I think it was what happened was Theo Riddick got tackled at the one-yard line on some kind of run there. He should have. Yes. They should have just given it to him again, but they handed it oh, off to Ebron. So, yeah, they went from giving it to a wide receiver to giving it to a tight end. <laughs> Very good point. God. Eric Ebron, though, by the way, is really on a nice upward trajectory. Uh, if you've over. seen him play, he's a freak. Yeah, he is. I mean that was the that was the mo on him coming out of North Carolina was that he's just you're like there's no way this is a human being I mean he's a monster out there didn't people question them for taking a tight end in the first round I think they well because for a while he was they the, had yeah they for had, a while he was like the favorite punchline of like yeah oh, they took this guy two picks for Odell Beckham right oh, right 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 but Ebron's carving out a nice spot for himself he's a talented dude he has 79 92 70 yards in the last three games yeah Zach Miller before he got injured 61 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 108 receiving yards. Vance McDonald, hello. Vance. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> 46 yards and a touchdown for Vance McDonald. I mean, it's funny, though, because I feel like – I don't know why, but I just feel like we keep saying Vance McDonald's names, uh, his name in the, in the top performers. Uh, we don't. Uh, <laughs> he, has, he has four touchdowns <laughs> on, like, 18 catches this year. A, you are exactly it seems, right. <laughs> it seems unsustainable, but – He's there. I mean, it's just that when he catches the ball, more often than not, it tends to end in the end zone. It, and he has two touchdowns in the last three games. Right. So I was going to say, they seem to be coming in bunches. Like, there was one in week one, one in go. week two, and there then two of the last three games. All right. Well, there you go. So let's talk about who uh, was not good. Let's talk about who was terrible. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. Oh. oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Sweet under the rug. Okay. A big Ben. <laughs> Versus Cleveland on the road, once again, was terrible. Yeah. 167 passing yards, no touchdowns. Because Lev Bell did all the work. Yeah, I was going to say, was that so much? Well, from a fantasy angle, obviously, like, yeah, he was not productive, but I don't think they needed him to do much. Matthew Stafford versus Jacksonville, 278 through the air, no touchdowns. The no touchdowns part of it really hurt. It was tough to watch that game. It's one of the, it, yeah, they, their offense performed 
not very well, but they also got the got snaps and plays taken away from them because they scored on a pick six and a punt return touchdown. Right. So yep. That's it's not one of those. It's not like a sky is falling panic game. It's just game script got. Can we give a special uh, honor, by the way, to Blake Bortles, who two weeks in a row has thrown interceptions off the foot of his intended pass catcher? Dude. <laughs> Wait, that happened again this week? Yeah, it was, he threw well, one. It bounced like he off threw his one hand behind, and then his foot. Threw it behind Marquise Lee, who kind of oh, reached oh, out right. with one hand. I thought then, you like, meant it happened off the foot again, but you're, you're well, right. No, 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 but he, he it, it was off his hand. He kind of kicked his foot up as yep. though he was yep, going to yep, yep. pele it to himself right. or something. <laughs> well, <and> Marquise <laughs> is always trying to do something. Causing like interceptions. <laughs> but I t- uh, Yeah, right. I remember that play because I remember tweeting, like, there is literally zero reason other than Blake Bortles that your pass catcher should have to go up for a contested situation above his behind on his well, back on, shoulder, this on a slant no, no, route. That is a different interception. That was the oh. pick six. Never mind. That was the pick six. The other one was it was like on a crosser and like Marcus said, he was running and of course Blake Bortles it was like four yards behind Marquis Lee. So he tries to grab it, can't, attempts to Pele it, can't, and then the Lions pick <laughs> it off. Poor Marquise. So bad. He had a good game, though. He did. He, very did. Good. he had that awesome yeah. toe-tapping catch on the sideline and then True. got a touchdown. He did. So good call on the spot start, Harmon. Tyrod Taylor versus Cincinnati, 166 pass yards, 39 rush yards. Uh, a big-time disappointment because he was a popular streaming option this week. Yep. Among fantasy football. He uh, had a rushing yep. touchdown called back on a penalty, though, too. Sure did. He had a rushing touchdown called back, and then losing Robert Woods fairly early in that game completely took away another weapon for yeah. him. Yeah. And there, McCoy. Thanks, Who are their wide receivers? As Marquise Goodwin. It's Percy a good question. Harvin. Percy Harvin. Uh, Goodwin? Justin Hunter. Oh, my. Well, Walt Powell, but I think he was inactive on Sunday. Oh, my. <laughs> Charles Clay's there somewhere, but he doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> he had seven seven targets and like twenty three yards. Wow. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. versus Chi Town, forty six yards, uh, no touchdowns. Again, the yardage for Odell, very interesting. Uh, he has been not great in terms of the yardage when he does. I mean, he's been masking a lot of his yardage deficiencies with touchdowns. But, again, we saw against Chi-Town uh, just 46 receiving yards for him. Stefan Diggs versus Arizona. Uh, real yes. quick about Odell. I didn't get – I haven't had a chance to watch this game yet on Game Pass or anything, but I think it was on – it might have been on the – around the NFL podcast last night or something I saw on Twitter said that basically it looked like it was one of those game plans where they were like, we're not going to let Odell beat us, and they just had two guys it was. on him. Yep. The Shadowing entire the entire game, way. So. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, no matter where he went, too, because he, he played some snaps uh, in the slot. They were moving around right, left, didn't matter. Just He was just getting shadow coverage everywhere. Yeah, they just got a chance to get their best receiver the ball. Uh, you're talking about Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, the beer trend. Dude, the October beer trend? Continues. It for continues. Harman's guys. Super hot. Pretty pretty weird. Who are your guys? Just uh, I, tweeted out, I tweeted out a graphic about this. So this week <laughs> continued for... <laughs> I, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've continued getting drunk on beers. Yes. All right, uh, so who, are, so <laughs> who are the quote-unquote Harmon guys? Well, Alan Robinson has... Uh, Touchdowns in three straight games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard has touchdowns in three straight games since November's been back. Okay. Uh, Stefan Diggs uh, had, had a tough go of it la- t- yesterday. But, but, but before that, it was definitely trending up. Willie Sneed, another oh, one tough Willie week, Sneed. but he had two, two, touchdowns, two touchdowns, touchdowns in November. Okay. Uh, and then I also else? I also included Tyler Lockett in that graphic, but just put sad faces on the <laughs> <laughs> He was close to a touchdown uh, yesterday. Was. I know. I know. just went out of bounds there. Yep, yep, yep. I know. Uh, Marvin Jones against Minnesota. Just 15 yards. Oh, man. I'm old enough what to remember when What a disaster. <laughs> Jeez. Marvin Jones is fast approaching drop status, FYI. Yeah. Wait, he hasn't already? Well, I mean, 
I think the talent level and the offense, and again, it's hard to forget the fact that he had 200 receiving yards too. Uh, so again, I, I I hear what you're saying. He's also had like 200 receiving yards since then. That's uh, your. Almost I mean, he's completely yeah, accurate. He's, he's like like two fifty or something. No, no. Like yeah, you said the stat last week. I think. right, it was no, no, bad. I get yeah, it. no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. Uh, if he hasn't been dropped, that's why. All right, so there you go. Isaiah Crowell versus Pittsburgh, just 23 yards for him, despite the fact that uh, there were numerous reports about trying to get him the ball a lot early. Yeah, that didn't happen. Browns just can't run the ball. No, that offensive line, oh, which is an embarrassment. Delaney Walker, after having a great game against Green Bay, against Indianapolis, just 36 receiving yards for him. Tyler Eifert versus Buffalo, 37 yards. That was depressing. Uh, Rudolph and uh, Julius Thomas had 12 yards apiece. That's bad, FYI. Martellus <laughs> Bennett, uh, what did he end up with? 14 yards. yards. 14 yards. The black, the black unicorn was a myth on Sunday. Martellus Bennett. Although that's what kind of what we were talking about uh, in our previous podcast was that uh, because the Patriots offense, I, you know, I figured could just basically do whatever the hell they want. They weren't necessarily going to be forced to throwing Martellus Bennett the ball. And You're right. That's what happened. All right, let's do daily daps and get out. Let's do it. Daily dap time. Hey, we're going to start this time with Matt Harmon because he's ready, folks. I'm prepared. Let's go. So I'm giving out a daily dap to my favorite restaurant back home, which is unfortunately after 20 years closing its doors. Oh, no. Yeah. Womp it's got Glory Days. It's a chain restaurant in Northern Virginia. McDonald's? Uh, Hilarious. I'd rather be dead. Um, but, yeah, so please sponsor the podcast, though. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> so Glory Days uh, is, is a restaurant so in the Woodbridge area right there where I'm from, and it is closing their doors after 20 years. So, And, unfortunately, it looks like I'm not going to be there to uh, to to ring it on in, but I'm going to give them a daily dap for 20 good years, and about 75% of the 100 pounds that I lost probably came from there. So. All right. Yeah, it was, it's a damn good place to, to eat, but uh, you know I will, I will miss it dearly, so daps to them for, for good times. Though. I like it. Let's go around the horn. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, my daily dap goes out to uh, minor league baseball, minor league sports in general, but particularly minor league baseball because now that we're – got to figure out where this one's going. Now that we're in the offseason, this okay. is the, the hot stove time, as they call it in baseball. Yes. Uh, this is when you have a lot of minor league teams like you know changing affiliates, but more importantly, changing their names – Okay. And coming up with new creative names. Uh, part of the reason I've always loved minor league sports is because of the team names. And so uh, the latest one, uh, the Fond du Lac, Wisconsin Doc Spiders. The Doc Spiders? The Doc Spiders. So wait, is this Doc like doctor or Doc like? No, doc as in like a peer. Yeah, like, in okay. a, like in a peer. Doc oh, Spiders, who apparently, doc which spiders. are apparently, uh, and I don't know, I don't like spiders, so I don't spend a lot of time looking at them, but okay. uh, apparently they Fair. can swim, they can catch fish, and they are poisonous if you step on them. Wait. These these spiders can catch fish. They can catch fish. Yes, dude. Do, doc, do not. They want. Uh, they they live in the upper Midwest in Canada, and so this team in uh, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, has uh, adopted them as a name. But recently, we've always we've also seen the New Orleans baby cakes. Um, some other good ones uh, recently. I mean. The Fresno Grizzlies, every now and then, they, they do a like a taco night, so they change the Fresno tacos. Which oh. Their hat is phenomenal. I thought they were always the tacos. No, they're generally the Grizzlies, but they do like a taco truck night once or twice Sick. a year. Uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, which was another one uh, that we got recently. So, nice. Um, is, uh, 
I'm just always I'm always amused because they're always really creative, which also leads to a lot of really fun hats and that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, props to to that. The one in the town that I'm from, it's a double A. That's right. They just team. changed the their name. Binghamton. Right? They were the Binghamton Mets affiliate for as long as I've been alive, and okay. they just they had a vote. There were six different names. They, the the, the uh, Rumble Ponies? Yeah, the, the, the Wait, community decided on a Rumble Ponies Dude. because in that area of upstate New York, yes. carousels are okay. very popular. Like That's what the area is known for, and I guess people just, I don't know, Rumble Pony sounds intimidating. Oh, I, I thought they were just fans of Western Bro, Story. Rumble, Pro- Rumble Pony sounds legit. Rumble yeah, if you s- if you see the logo, it's like an angry horse with like a bat who's ready to like Hell. smash some stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah, give me some of that. I'm gonna get a hat because it you know it's from where I'm from, so Dude, you nice. guys will see. That's a legit hat. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yep. I'm Shout out to in. the the Lynchburg Hillcats. Lynchburg the Hillcats. Hillcats. I used to live right by the stadium on my my one year after college where I mistakenly stayed there. So here's my no. question: Why don't pro teams do this? Like, why don't they have cool names? Like. Like the Hillcats are, you know, like at least that's that's better than a, the however many Wildcats. Oh have. man, they used to have a, a oh I don't can't remember the mascot's name now, but it was like something the Hillcat, and it was just the smelliest, dirtiest, drunken thing you've ever seen. I love it. <laughs> I don't. I, love I think it. I think they're afraid of when they expand it to a broader audience. There's a lot of people that support random teams and be like, yeah, Rumble Pony or like Baby Cake. What is this? This is offensive. <laughs> I mean, I am very offended by the Rumble Pony. I do, but I do appreciate teams that use something that is local to them. Yeah. Looking at you, Los Angeles Lakers. That's true. Looking at you, Utah Jazz. I certainly don't (laughs) see a lot of (laughs) I don't see a lot of lakes around here. Yeah, when they take the team and then don't change the name. Right? (laughs) I love going to Salt Lake City for the great jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Musician and the – There you go. That's great. All the caffeineless drinks we have over there. What are we talking about? I don't know. (laughs) Whiskey from Wisconsin. Save the segment. Uh, All right. So uh, it was my friend Dane's birthday on Saturday, and all he wanted to do was just have a handful of people over. He just moved to town and play some, like, board games and stuff so we got over we drank some beers ate some pizza Ooh. at a pizza place that Harmon and I will not undaps to that it. pizza yeah. place that's for sure Wait, and please not. don't sponsor because fortunately for them it was like their first night being opened and lots of issues uh, for for them that night it, like our order got delayed and stuff issues for Harmon and me internally let's just put it that way we'll just leave it there uh, but anyways, so we wanted well, to play board games. We were drinking some beers, playing here. some board games. <laughs> we'll take it offline, all right? Oh, we are? We don't want to open the kimono that much. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's a game he had called Curses. He'd never had a chance to play it. Oh, it was lit. It was so fun. So how it works is you go around and you get like a prompt, so you have to do or say something. Okay. And then once you do or say the prompt, you get to pick up a curse card, which you give to somebody else, and then they have to always do that curse if they break it, they flip it over, and once you flip over three curses, you lose. But so huh. these prompts are just normal things, but the curses are stuff like I had one where I had to, every time the person to my right, which is Harmon, drew a card, I had to steal it from him and then give it back to him. Quite frustrating. And then another curse I had was I had to have my wrists attached to the top of my forehead at all times. Wow. So, so you got to break one of the curses. So you got to break one of the curses. Like we had my friend uh, and old roommate Pete had three different vocal curses at one point, so he had to... Cackle like a witch every time he talked. Speak in a <laughs> speak in a high pitched falsetto voice and talk like Scooby Doo. <laughs> so can so you it imagine? Was a Whoa! High, it was and high pitched witch Scooby Doo. So every time he had to speak in the game or for anything, he had to do that. Or and whenever the, the bell game. was would would ring, he'd have to cry. <laughs> so he's crying like a 
a cackling witch in a falsetto voice talking like Scooby-Doo. And he put on one hell yeah, of a performance. And, uh, another, I mean, I almost died three times laughing. Another guy there had to... What was the other thing he had he to do? He was Elmer Fudd. was Elmer Fudd and something else that was... Oh, he was Elmer Fudd, but every time before he could say anything, he had to speak in a ad slogan or catchphrase. So like the what? first time, so like it's all just these so funny he, stacking things. So yeah. like he would, it would be his turn, or he before he could read his prompt that to say whatever, he'd have to be like, "Oh, Twixo for kids," <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, that one, all, that so one. So you're having, some, you're having some, drink, you're having some drinks flowing, and you're doing all these weird curse and stuff. It was just a really fun game because it like puts people outside of their comfort zone, That's and you're funny. then you've got then you're at a point where you've got five or six curses in front of you, so you're trying to remember everything. Oh my god! Before each turn, and it was it was super simple, super fun. There's like no learning curve. You get to know which one of your friends are totally lame too, because if you get everybody together and everyone's having fun, and the one friend's like, "I'm not doing it," yeah, you're like, understand. "Well, then you're the lame friend." And it's yeah. cool, and it's strategic too. Like that's why, like I said, the one where I had to grab Harmon's cards, somebody got that first one where I put the wrist on my hand. They're like, "Oh, well, this is gonna screw you over." So here, take this one. It's very vindictive <laughs> and fun and silly. It's like right yeah. up my alley. It was All it right. was a it was a blast though. We had you know we had six or seven people around the table playing. This we game should there. definitely play sometime. We should we should do an episode Let's of broadcast do it in oh here. God. Yeah, yeah. We should do an episode like that. That would be wonderful. We'll periscope it. Uh, we're gonna periscope it. We. <laughs> so, anyways, the game uh, that is like an off-season podcast for sure. The game is curses. I would I would check curses. it out if you're a fan of like board games. You want to mix it up from like Cards Against Humanity. Sick. So. Like it. Like it. Like it. Franchise. What's up? Yeah, I'm gonna daily daps uh, this website that I've been following for a little while. It's basically a restaurant recommendation site. Okay. They review restaurants and. Uh, some some of the bigger cities, Yelp, Austin. Yelp Chicago. isn't new franchise. No, it's not Yelp. <laughs> it's it's called It's called the the infatuation. Oh, wow. and it's run by. Um, oh wow. What? MG and uh, Harmony. They just high, high, high fives at you. <laughs> fine, I, fine. I'm done. <laughs> no, keep going. No, please. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Yelp, Yelp sucks lots of times. Yelp is the worst. But please sponsor the podcast. Please sponsor the podcast. <laughs> so I was in San Francisco, and we, me and my fiance Mackenzie, yes. we basically planned out our meals based on recommendations that this site had, oh. and we didn't have a bad meal the entire weekend. They do bars, they do restaurants, they do things like places to eat on a first date. The places to hit if it's your first time in town. So do, wait, the, do they pay? They pay reviewers. No, or is it like all just user based. No, it's not. They're not paid. Uh, they're not industry insiders. Nor do we se- accept invites, comped meals, or solicited reservations ever. So they're just people with not. They don't have like food backgrounds. The guy who started it used to be a publicist oh, for yeah, Atlantic that, Records. That's what I meant. Did they like have uh like they have a crop of writers or is it like they the have, forced like Yelp kind of thing? No, they have a crop of writers. Okay, cool. But they're f- the the reviews are entertaining and they're on point. If you if you um follow music and you've ever been on this website Pitchfork, you know how they give oh, they yeah. give like uh, ratings for albums like eight point okay. four. It's basically the same thing, but for food. Wait, what's it called again? What's the website called? The Infatuation, oh. and then you can search by city, and they have an app, and they actually have a text message service wow. where you can send text and be like, "Hey, I'm in this town. I'm looking for this," and they hit you back. That's pretty cool. So pretty, uh, yeah, I've been following for a while. They've grown. They've exploded, and you this know, is, this is totally the hipster version of Yelp. 
Yes, kind of. Yes, this is absolutely. See, the thing about Yelp I don't like is like. Oh, here we go. But, but no, no, no. If 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 someone goes into you know a place where they like call your name when your coffee's ready and they don't say your name loud enough, someone would be like, "Oh, one star didn't say my name loud Yel- enough." Yelpers, my coffee sat up there for thirty seconds. <laughs> Yelpers <laughs> tend to be overly sensitive. They are a yeah, pretty and entitled it's not, bunch. It doesn't. That is very true. <laughs> that is very. That's a very good point. But again, Yelp, please sponsor the podcast. But basically, what I'm saying is, I plan my weekend through this website as far as meals go didn't right. have a bad meal had some great cocktails it was awesome booyah there you go i will uh daily dap this uh character by the name of dj williams who tweeted me a picture of uh, a beer that not uh, the former broncos linebacker that not him okay. no it's not him it's at digital underscore earn uh he picked uh, showed me a picture of uh, pomeroy's uh a beer by pomeroy's called epic danger zone Wow. Oh, yeah. Sick. It's, uh, I think he got it in New Zealand somewhere. I think that's what he told me. I will also daily dap uh, that poor janitor we have to displace uh, when Adam and I do our Danger Zone segment. <laughs> we literally go into the janitorial closet here at the NFL Media newsroom. We have to displace that poor janitor for about four minutes. And he has no idea what in the hell we are doing. <laughs> what? Wait, you two what? are just screaming. <laughs> oh, this happens on Friday. You're not here on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. We just go in there. We scream a bunch of nonsense. And then we leave. And then we're like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting us use the janitorial closet. So thanks, pal. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast. That's cool. But it's all good. You never know. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he does. I don't but know why anybody would listen to this podcast. We spent a bunch of time talking about shirts and uh-huh. other things. How so. long has this podcast gone on for? I don't know. We keep getting more listeners. We're in the Thank seventh you. hour. Which, a uh, couple housekeeping <laughs> yes. items before you sign off, James. Oh, yes, uh, also, friends, listeners, don't forget to review on iTunes. And oh, stuff, please. Those really help us out. Please. Get your friends to download and listen. Subscribe. And also, there's potential... We're floating this idea in the stronghold. What is that? We could do a mini episode on Wednesday, since there are three Ooh. Thursday games for Thanksgiving to preview it. I'm I'm talking. I'm in talks with Shadowy League figures, trying to find studio availability. Yeah. Ah. And if uh, if it all comes together, we you guys might have an extra episode hitting your inbox sometime oh, on Wednesday. Yeah. So that so basically, when you get tired of uh, dealing with the fam, yeah, uh, you can go uh, exactly. plug this in. You can <laughs> yeah, if, in if you would it. like to listen to us talk about. The issues of, of Yelp reviews and our shirts and uh, the janitorial and closets. Re- relay what happened on Saturday night. <laughs> Please tell everyone to listen to this show. Wow, what a sell! <laughs> Not even your just your friend. Tell no, your, it would tell, be it would be a Thanksgiving too. preview. Yeah, it would be a Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving preview. preview. Right, because there's three s- pretty nice games on Thanksgiving. Okay, exactly. nice I indeed. like it. All right, so like, that subscribe, note. rate, do it all. For the Whiskit from Wisconsin, the franchise, Matt Franciscovich, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, West Virginia's son, Matt Arnold. I'm James Jones. See you. See you later. How do you make that voice come out of you? I'm very talented. False. I said I was talented. I didn't say any of the talents were useful. You said very. Alright, shall we? No. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 